we're still taking a break, but don't worry because we're dusting off an oldie but goodie that features our then CFO, Olin Douglas, offering his advice for negotiating your bills. We talk a lot about cable companies, but the advice can be applied elsewhere. Time to send it over to past Allison, who was still foolishly, with a lowercase f, paying for cable. Also, why was I so mean to the vegan? On to the show! This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I am joined, as always, by Robert Brokamp and Diana Yoakum. But wait, there's more. We have a special guest today, and that is Olin Douglas. He is CFO of the outrageously amazing company, The Motley Fool. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you've heard of it. Olin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting me, Allison. Olin is here because not only is he an excellent CFO, he's also a master negotiator. Thank you very much. Yeah. So today you are going to help our listeners hone their negotiating skills and lower their bills by putting the screws to their cable companies and other service providers. We're also going to answer your money etiquette questions on splitting the restaurant tab. And then we're going to discover who wins the race to the bottom for the worst customer service in America. There are a few things that bind us together as human beings as our mutual hatred of our cable provider. And thanks to Consumer Reports, we now know that the worst of the worst is, and actually this is not just of cable providers, but of all companies, the worst of the worst is, do you want to guess, Diana? I could just say Comcast. Olin, uh, what do you think? I'm going with Diana. Yeah. Well, De- Deanna's the worst. I'm the most <laughs> hated provider of yeah. podcast information. <laughs> I would like to accept this award on behalf of the people who set me up for failure here. <laughs> well, Deanna, I'm sorry. You are not the winner. It's actually Time Warner Cable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the other one. The other one. Right. Pretty much. It's between Comcast or Time Warner Cable. Uh, yeah, they have the worst customer service of all, which we don't actually have in Virginia, where I am. We have Comcast. Right. I don't know. Does most of the rest of the country have Time Warner? No. It's pretty. And it it explains know. the flag I saw going past Comcast this morning. It said, we're not last. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Way not number one. Go. Not number one. <laughs> Okay, let me fly. So I did a little research here and found that the best rated pay TV provider, according to American the American Consumer Satisfaction Index, is AT and T UVerse, which I don't even know. Has what anyone that even is. heard of it? Yeah. And here's how you get to be uh, the best rated pay TV provided provider. You have a 69% satisfaction right. rating. In other words, a D, D plus. Yeah. Right. right. So good for you. <laughs> um, and yeah, it earned that by having its ratings fall less than Verizon Fios and DirecTV. So, so we're essentially talking about the worst. The, the not so worst of the bottom feeders <laughs> yeah, is yeah. something we've never heard of before right. and yeah. probably not available in our area. No, no. It's like it's the best house in a really bad Neighborhood, right? Yep. The, only, the only kid in the class who's not going to be held back, but barely, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have to do summer school. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so, have any of you guys tried cutting the cord at all? Because millions upon millions of people are doing it. I keep I keep whittling away. I keep chipping away at the cord. I've I got rid of most of the cable channels except for HBO, which was offered as part of a package. And, and I kind of want, I want, I want to see, I want to kind of back off it even more. 
Yeah, you guys have you guys no, tried cutting? I the did. At all? We had Verizon FiOS, and actually switched to Cox, um, as to prove Verizon that we really are serious. And then Verizon gave us a better deal, and so we switched back to Verizon all in the span of like two weeks. <laughs> it did mean we have to sit at home waiting for the cable person, but it did work. Well, right. I, I actually went the other way and went to a bundle, and now I have my phone, internet, and cable through Comcast because they offered me such a great deal. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so, and later in the show, you will find out how he got such a great deal and couldn't pass it up. Part of negotiating, as we're probably going to learn, is being able to walk away if you need to. And so if you, save this save this for later, put it in your back pocket. Uh, if you are looking for advice on how to cut the cord, there's a few things uh, that I think are great. TechCrunch is right now, recently did a diary of a cord cutter, which is great because it goes through some of the emotions that you might feel. Um, you know, hurt, <laughs> denial, betrayal, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then also gizmodo.com has a great article, How to Cut the Cord and Ditch Cable Once and for All. Again, put that in your back pocket because that might become useful when you do end up calling Comcast or Time Warner to negotiate your bill. When money gets weird or complicated, you better call Diana. She'll fix all of your awkward money situations. And today's question comes from Audrey. She wants to know, I'm a vegan and I don't really drink a lot of alcohol. When going out to dinner, I don't think it's fair to split the bill down the middle when all I had was a salad and water and everyone else had drinks and steak. How do I avoid paying more than my share without looking stingy and cheap? Um, First of all, Audrey, from your description of yourself, I seriously doubt that people are inviting you out to restaurants (laughs) and enjoying your company, but I'm just kidding. I'm sure she's a lot of fun. The last sober vegan I met, I'm sure, was was a hoot. As she she eats her her lettuce (laughs) and tomato, and that's it. Yeah. So, all right, Diana. What's your best advice for Audrey? So, this is a pretty common scenario when you go out in a group and everybody is just ordering willy-nilly and maybe you're not, you don't order appetizers and stuff or you're not a big drinker. Um, So I asked Lizzie Post this question. Lizzie Post is the great, great granddaughter of Manners Maven, Emily Post. Perhaps you've heard of her. And she uh, revealed a really polite way to stick within your spending habits, um, spending in eating and drinking limits without coming across like a total killjoy. Uh, She said the best way to handle it is to head off the whole thing immediately. So, for example, before you order, the waiter has come, say something like, hey guys, tonight I really just feel like getting a salad. Can we do separate checks? It's going to be easier on the waitress. So, you've preempted (laughs) the conflict. Now, let's say the check comes and it looks like everybody's going to split the tab and you've seen this. Suddenly, all the credit cards go to the middle of the table. Everyone throws their credit card at someone and yeah. Yeah. So, at that point, you need to say, hey guys, you know what? I only ordered a salad, so here's what will cover my meal and tax and tip. Uh, I find cash is a great way to... Oh, I know all about you and cash, (laughs) Diana. (laughs) I'm a big cash spender, Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a way to do the it's a way to cover the bill precisely. Make sure you have some ones and stuff. But yeah, with a lot of people paying paying with plastic, this you can remember put in your fair share, include tax and tip in there. Uh, It's so that the if the bill is getting split evenly across plastic, and of course one of the answers if you're tired of 
maybe you can't afford to go to these lavish places that people are recommending, suggest someplace different or a different activity or maybe learn how to cook. Um, I have not taken that advice myself. <laughs> I'm always, come over for cocktails. <laughs> well, in Audrey's case, come over for salad and tap water. Yeah, tap water. <laughs> so the point is address the issue before it becomes that uncomfortable moment when the check comes. I was thinking, my wife and I were talking about this earlier today, and we did have an experience. She had an experience of where someone didn't handle it so gracefully. Gracefully, it came off more as like anger that this person obviously didn't order as much, and everyone wants to split the bill equally because you're essentially saying to that person, "We want you to pay more than your fair share." So she did not handle it so well. So there's got to be a, a graceful way to do it. Wait, what did she do? She got she, she got flip the table she over. That's right. She started throwing the knives. Yeah. Um, and then another one we thought of too is is you say you're going to leave <laughs> soon, <laughs> or like I want to take care of this now, Bye. and you put your money on the table and say this will cover uh-huh. my bill, as opposed to you 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 preempt it before it gets there. But even before the waitress comes, you put it out there if it's if you haven't done it before the food was even ordered and served. Right. I have I have another idea. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Why don't we pretend that you're at dinner with friends? And so you say to your friends, hey, guys, I only ordered a salad and water. Is it okay if I only put in X amount? My guess is most people will say, sure, great. Instead of everyone putting in $10, everyone else just put in 11 bucks, and you just move on. Mm-hmm. And I think you can kind of take the approach that if you are with people that – the, the reason of splitting the checks is because there's an assumption, because people aren't thinking right. that there is someone who paid a lot less. If you just bring that to their attention, I think a lot of times the whole idea of splitting it equally is mainly because people don't want to take the time to figure out the difference. So they'll just add on another buck. Nobody cares. It's just somebody just has to tell them to care, and then mm-hmm. they'll just right. do it. Yeah. Right. So, so maybe just, it's also a good a good uh, way to test your friendship. Yeah. If you bring <laughs> up that you just had salad and water, and yeah. if your friends are like, tough, <laughs> we're splitting the bill down the middle, maybe you need new friends. Yes, I would agree with Great, that. Great, so now we've made what is pretty straightforward situation <laughs> into a big <laughs> opportunity to evaluate right. your life and the people who surround you. That's what dinner is. Yeah. And add the therapy <laughs> cost to that. Yeah, you're hey welcome. Hey guys, do you want to split the therapy costs? <laughs> Here we discussed you 15% of the time. <laughs> Can we send her a bill? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you have an awkward money situation, you better call Diana. You can email us at answers at fool.com. All right, now it's time for the main event. And we have with us Olin Douglas. He is CFO of The Motley Fool. Olin, how long have you been CFO of The Motley Fool? I have been the CFO of The Motley Fool for about um, 11 years, and I've been here for about 14 years. Where were you before here? Just curious. Before there, I was at a mortgage company, um, uh, I can barely remember now. Wow. First, well, first nationwide mortgage. Which once you come to the free. Motley Fool, why bother remembering any previous <laughs> exactly. jobs? It's such, <laughs> such a magical place. So then, Olin, what makes you such a great negotiator? Oh, like, I, where, where did you learn this skill? <laughs> I think it was largely um, kind of on-the-job training to some degree. And I think particularly what we've done at the Motley Fool is really trying to find a way to negotiate that's very much aligned with our core values of collaboration and um, honesty and really trying, uh, having a commitment to finding win-win outcomes. And I think all of that 
led us to a negotiating style that we think works very well and um, fits in with our with our core values. And that applies to when I'm dealing with the devil, a.k.a. Comcast? <laughs> uh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. <laughs> so before we get into actual tactics of negotiating, uh what are we what are can I maybe set the table a little bit? We're talking about your cable bill, your insurance. Like what else is negotiable out there? I think there are lots of things out there. I mean, said, again, your your cable bill, your insurance, um other things that come into um to mind. Any any your your car to some degree, you could do this with automobiles. It's a little bit different steps, but there are things you can do there. Anything where you're talking to someone that is selling something that you can get from multiple providers is an opportunity to uh, negotiate. Even stuff, I have read that where people do it with just regular old retail stores. And I've tried it a few times, and I only had success once, but it worked. It was a smaller store, and we were going to buy a bunch of tablecloths for our wedding. And we just said, if we buy all of these, can we get a deal? And we mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. you got to talk to the manager, obviously. Right. And I think the key, the key there with the, some, of the, some of the places you don't expect is to talk to the manager. And if you do that, I mean, there's, there's certainly opportunities. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly interested in this topic right now since <laughs> my cable bill mm-hmm. uh, just went up. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think like the special promotional period ended. Um, so this is a question that kind of relates specifically to that, but also any other thing, um, any other negotiation you might encounter. What should I do before I even pick up the phone mm-hmm. and talk with as Allison said, the devil. <laughs> well, before you go dancing <laughs> with the devil. I feel bad because I'm sure the people who actually work at Comcast yeah. are working and they're doing their and, job. And but remember, that was Allison's, um, that, that's okay. Allison's voice. Saying, You're going to go home yeah. and your cable's just not going to work. And I, wonder why. <laughs> and, and I will say, and this is, this is going to be quite controversial, but my um, last experience with Comcast was actually very, very good. I was very happy with the person that came, who came timely. He did good work. Uh, he was polite. Uh, he gave me some suggestions on how to save some money on some things I was considering doing. And so it was a uh, surprisingly uh, good experience. So and you got a good deal. So and I got a good deal. what did you do before you even picked up the phone? I think for any negotiation, I think I'm, most of the hard work comes, as you said, before you pick up the phone or before you talk to the person. And it's really in understanding your situation. Um, first of all is a mindset kind of thing is that remember most negotiations are about solving problems and it's rare that you're trying to solve a problem where both sides want the exact thing. In a sense of in the standpoint of Comcast for example, you want to lower your bill they want to keep a customer those are not mutually exclusive Um, and when you start to think about it that way it kind of highlights where you can kind of come together to make things a little bit better for both. It's possible for both of you to win mm-hmm. in that situation. So so in other words, don't go in saying, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pummel <laughs> them into giving me com- totally cheap service. That's yes. that's not, that's a bad attitude. And it's, 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 it's a really bad attitude, and it's not going to work. And one of the things to keep in mind uh, with all of these things, particularly you're calling Comcast, you call them maybe once every few years, once a year if you're really aggressive about it, the person on the other end of the phone is dealing with hundreds of calls a day. You know, If I were to come to you and say, hey, I want you to go into a battle. I know that you do this once a year. I want you to fight against someone that does it 100 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, okay, I'm going to go in there and knock this person out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find a salesman. <laughs> it's not going to work. I mean, we, the, the, the average person trying to to win on their terms is just not going to win. 
But there is something that you can do in that scenario, which is that understand that you both want the same thing. This person is being paid to retain customers. You want to be retained as a customer. And so that's an opportunity for, for both of you to work towards that common goal. And I bet with all those hundred calls during the day, they deal with a lot of angry people. Yes. So uh, for them to have someone polite, I'm sure is just a, a relief to them. It, it is. It is. That's one of the, the subtle negotiation tactics I do sometimes is I'll, I'll call and I'll say hello and I'll, I'll listen to their response. And if they seem a little tense, I'll just say, can we just take a second to just relax? <laughs> you have a little moment of zen. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little moment of zen. You know, yeah. It's okay. like you know, I know, I know, I know your job. I have customer service people where I work, and it's crazy. So, I know we had to get work done, and you're probably on the clock and stuff. But if we can just kind of take yeah, a I'm second, turn on some Enya, light a candle, feel yeah. me massaging you from across the phone with my voice. <laughs> yeah, since so I usually get a laugh, well, I can hear someone smiling, and that kind of just kind of changes the mood. I just want them to know up front, this is not going to be a battle. You know, and if you've done something wrong, that's a very good thing to do. Is start the call with, "I'm having problems with my cable. I'm pretty sure it's my fault. I just need help because." Yeah. I'm Good. having problems with my cable, and it's your fault. That's um, that's a tough way to start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So how? Obviously, I should go around and find out what other deals mm-hmm. are being offered. But it's hard when it's not apples to apples. It's like these. This one's for new customers over here, mm-hmm. or right. uh, for us around around this neighborhood, we only have one internet provider mm-hmm. that we can use, unless we want to, you know, do the dial up. Right. thing again. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, that that's, it's very helpful to do your homework, but if you can't, you can still uh, go in and approach it. Uh, use what you have. If you can say to them, hi, I'm a long-term customer contest. I want to keep the service. If you're comfortable saying that, I just need to reduce uh, my bill, my bills. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're the ones that have all the information. Sometimes you just need to ask them for what they have. And again, you're putting them in a in the position where they want to be, which is how to retain you as a customer. So don't do your research. Say, I'm here. What can you do to lower my bill? Mm-hmm. And ask them. And, and often they will be very happy to help you. That's a that's a great call to have as opposed to, uh, you know, you devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm canceling unless you can lop off $50. Right. Yes, and I will tell you, most of the time uh, you should never threaten to do something that you're not willing to do. Because, again, you're going up against pros, and if you call and say, I'm going to cancel unless you do something. Chances are they're just going to say, "Okay, cancel," yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's done. And and they're not going to try to to save you. It's just not going to work. Um, too many people try that uh, bluff um, for that to work anymore. Yeah. So, what do you do if they won't budge? Well, there's a couple things. First of all, don't be afraid of no. No is just a, another piece of information that you can use and. It may be that no is the right answer for both of you. If you really are at your wit's end and they can't make it better for you, maybe it is time to change providers. Um, so no may be the best thing for both people. Um, if you think that you could have done better, if you had another chance to do this. Oh, I want another take. Yeah, right. a do-over. Yeah, I you love want a, do-over. You want, a, you want a Comcast mulligan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, hang up and call again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even say goodbye. Well, like, I would say goodbye, <laughs> but uh, the chances of you getting the same customer service rep right away are, are almost zero. It's so. going to be super embarrassing, <laughs> though, if it happens. Yeah. Hey, or, remember me? Yeah. Or or if you want to, if, if, you, if that weird thing happens, and 
because it's already weird, um, just say, hey, can I speak to someone else? Yeah. <laughs> what about this? Oh. This got weird. I know you were cool with the Enya and the candles, yeah. but things just got weird when you told me no. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> Is it so... Do- so? What about the can I speak to your manager thing? That sounds so aggressive. Um, I hate confrontation, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring this up. So for I don't know if this is a particularly a woman trait, but I am totally comfortable going to a Mexican flea market mm-hmm. and bargaining with someone in a stall because I feel mm. it's accepted and I'm yeah. in another country and yeah. whatever. But the idea of call of negotiating scares me. They might not like me. Yeah. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I'm motivated by the idea that this person might not like me yeah. and that they'll say no. <laughs> yeah, It's scary. It is scary. And that's why I think a lot of the negotiating stuff we do are about removing the fear and removing the conflict. And that's something to kind of keep in mind. You want to move, remove conflict, move towards kind of common goals. So ask questions. Listen to what they're saying. Try to visually almost put yourself on the same side of the table. Here's my problem. How can you help me? You know, what are my choices? What are my options? So then all of a sudden, it's not a question of yes or no. It's a choice of option A, B, mm-hmm. or C. And I think that if you've reached the, the right department, if you're Comcast, you're talking to the cancellation department, their goal is to retain. They will always have options for you, but they're going to ask you questions. Are you willing um, I can give you a better rate if you extend your contract with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to do a bundle? We have a really nice special on a bundle, which may get you a, a, a little bit of a lower rate. That's something that I did when I called them and ended up getting a bundle. Um, do you really love that HBO? Because there's something we may do that that be cheaper, but may not have everything that you you need. So, right. I have the a, answer the, is yes. By the way, <laughs> well, until Game of Thrones is over this season, yes. It was it I was funny. It. I like binge watched The Wire, uh, oh. newsroom, the newsroom, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of the other things. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can let go now. Maybe I need to read more right. is what it comes down to. Yeah. But, well, no, look, but knowing you... what you want and what you like is a way to, to just giving the, the um, customer service rep more information so that they can then offer you a deal that works best for you. And for them. You said something interesting. You said um, to talk to, to call the cancellation department. Mm-hmm. Now, even if I have, don't quote me, Compass, even if I don't intend to cancel, mm-hmm. Is that still the right move? Yes, that's still the right move. What you want to do is get to the people who are being incentivized to retain the okay. customers. And so, and this can go with it. I said Comcast, but it's any yeah, company. Any, right. Just say, do you have a cancellation department or who can I talk to about about my service? Mm-hmm. And that and that will take you to the to the right group of people who have the not only the um, incentives, even if they don't have the incentives, they're going to have the tools and information to get you in the, the right deal for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is not a asking for the cancellation department is not a threat to cancel. Mm-hmm. It's just direct me to the people who are best positioned to uh, help us achieve our mutual goals. Mm-hmm. To move a little way, a little bit away from the cable company situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things that the services you get that um, are regular, like the lawn service mm-hmm. or a one-time deal. Um, fixing your car or something like that. I had a guy who actually just stopped by my house, saw that I had a dent in my car, and said, I can fix that. And he gave me a price, and then I, I sort of, he said it would take a few hours, and it'll cost you this, and I figured out that he basically is charging $200 an hour. And then I said to him, I'm, I'm interested in what you're offering, but that's a pretty high rate. To me, $50 an hour is a reasonable rate for what you say you're going to do, 
And he said, okay, yeah, you're right. He went from 200 an hour <laughs> yeah. to 50 an hour? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you think Robert, it, will you call my cable guy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it is sort of deciding, okay, what's fair to pay mm-hmm. the person? Mm-hmm. And then explain why, you know, I'll appreciate your service, but this is what I think is a reasonable price. Yeah. And I I think that's a great point. I think a lot of the the negotiation tactics that I use are ultimately designed to get something that's fair. If you want to call Comcast and get cable for free forever, I don't really have a lot of pointers on how to do (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think you're you're, you're doing something different than I I can add value uh, to. But I wish you luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so on the point of, Robert, you know, negotiating other things, do you have any other tips for, we've mostly focused on cable, but do you have any mm-hmm. other advice on negotiating for other services, things to remember? Uh, yeah. They're, they're, like if you are going for your insurance, and these, are, these tend to be uh, much less uh, potentially confrontational, call your insurance company up, ask for a, a, a policy review, ask them, are there ways that I can... Um, lower my, my, my monthly insurance. And they, they will work with you. It's very much a very collaborative kind of process. Hey, can you afford a higher deductible? Can you uh, do this? Do you need this amount of coverage? Do you have other insurance that may take care of some of this? They can do lots of things to help you lower your bill. And they're happy to do that. And it's, it's a very good um, thing to do. Similar to the um, credit cards. Sometimes you can call your credit cards and they say, hey, my interest rate's a little higher. Is there any way I can get a lower rate? Sometimes they'll just lower your rate. Sometimes they may ask you about other credit card balances and say, hey, yes, I can lower your rate. If you, if you transfer balances from another card that you have over to this one, we help you consolidate, lower your overall bills. There are lots of things that people can do to help you. I think the common theme is calling these people up, getting the right person, and actually just asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wouldn't do is, is call up um, – uh, with the sob story, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it it doesn't go over as well. I mean, the the fact that it's Christmas Eve and 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 you haven't paid your bills, um, and you call up and say, "Well, it's Christmas Eve, I can't pay my bills." The guys, the pro is going to say to you, "Well, on my calendar, I knew it was Christmas a year ago. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Christmas is the same time every year. How come you didn't know this was coming? Mm-hmm. You know." And so a, a lot of these things kind of break down, and the sob stories ultimately just take up a lot of time. If you want to help this person out, be nice and be quick because there's, there's lots yeah. of calls. And so be, be polite and get to the point. This process actually can start with something you should do regularly with a lot of your bills, and that is comparison shop. Mm-hmm. Your insurance and other things like that. You just, okay, I'm going to look at five providers. What are they offering? And that gives you information to use if you feel like you want to negotiate and say, listen, I can go to this insurance company and pay this or get this service. What can you do to meet me in the middle? And a lot of... And- with some of these products, insurance, credit cards in particular, uh, how good of a customer you've been comes into play. Mm-hmm. They are not going to lowest, lower your interest rate if you are have been late paying bills mm-hmm. or if you're if you're continually going over your credit limit. Uh, same thing with insurance. They might look for ways to lower your rate, but they're going to be looking at how many claims have you filed over the years. And yeah. yeah, and another thing I'll do very quick that's, that will help you in another category if you're thinking about trading in your car, going for a new car, there's a whole different set of steps for like buying a car. But just to trade in, go online, go to Edmunds.com, get a get an estimate of the trade-in value of your car. Take that into you to the dealer. And so when you go to buy a new car and say, hey, look, when it comes time to trade it in, I'm saying, this is what this car seems like is worth. And, and start from there. Instead of leaving it to the dealer to decide how much they're willing to, to pay for your car, let them know that you've done a little bit of research to let you know. You could take that one step further and go to CarMax. They will give you an estimate on what 
to buy your car with, and they will buy that car from you from that price. Um, and so you can take that to your dealer and say, look, even match this, or I'm just going to take it to mm-hmm. you know, CarMax and sell it to them. So a couple little tips there. All right, so to recap, do your research. Remember that you are all, both you and the company, whether it's the devil or not, are working towards a common goal. <laughs> Don't be afraid of no. Make sure you're talking to the right person and just ask for help. And maybe get the NUCD queued up just in case. So before we go, Olin, what's your best piece of advice for someone who's ready to go negotiate some of their bills? I think the best piece of negotiation I would give is to um, know your walk away. And when, when in negotiation, know what it is. What's the point when you would rather not have what you're asking for than what you're doing? And keep that in mind. Set that before you start to talk. Also, uh, once it's settled, uh, forget about it. Uh, you're trying to get a better deal. Whether you get the best deal in the world or not, it's probably not going to be that meaningful in the long run. You're trying to improve your life, not um, make it perfect with everything you do. So do the best you can. Forget about it until the next time. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Well, Owen, thank you for joining us today. And Diana's going to go negotiate with Comcast yes. and then come back and tell us how it went, huh? I will. I will. This is all great advice. Thank you, Will. You're welcome. This has been Motley Fool Answers. I want to thank Olin again for joining us today. It's been wonderful to have you. It's been great being here. You guys do this all the time? We, we do. do this. Well, once a week. Once a week. Oh, okay. Let's have you back. <laughs> all right. Let's have you back next week. Huh? Excellent. All right. Our email is answers at fool.com. Tell your friends about the show. It's edited by Rick Engdahl. <laughs> the theme music is composed and performed by Diana Yoakum. For Robert Brokamp, Diana Yoakum, and Olin Douglas, I'm Allison Southwick. Fool on. Fool on.